0: 720 WGN, thanks for joining us. You might have seen late in the show yesterday that uh, a Cook County judge ruled that former President Donald Trump's name should not be on the March 19th Illinois Republican primary ballot. Rick Pearson wrote a great article for the Chicago Tribune. He's the Chicago Tribune chief political reporter. Thanks for joining us again, Rick.
1: Thank you, Lisa.
0: Because the the one thing I was caught up with when I first saw the headline, I thought, well, well, wait a second. Our Illinois State Board of Elections said the decision to reject the effort to disqualify Trump from the primary ballot due to his role in the January 6th riot Wasn't, wasn't their deal. And that has to do with constitutional analysis. Tell us why the Illinois State Board of Elections said, yes, his name is on. Oh, he bounced out. Grab him again. And, and then we have a Cook County judge who says no. Now, Judge Tracy Porter did make a ruling based on case law surrounding the Colorado Supreme Court's 4-3 decision in December that removed Trump from that state's ballot based on the insurrection clause of the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. And the U.S. Supreme Court is reviewing that Colorado decision. All right, Rick, you're back. So um, tell us why the Illinois State Board of Elections said yes, and this judge is saying, wait a second.
1: So you're dealing with this issue of of the Constitution. And there were earlier Illinois Supreme Court rulings that said, as a Board of Elections, you can't decide constitutional issues. That's not, you you can't make a decision that something is constitutional or, or unconstitutional. And so the board said we're very limited in what we can do. So when it comes to a challenge based on the insurrection clause of the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, we can't touch that. And so instead, who, I'm sorry. No,
0: go ahead, go ahead.
1: So instead of, of taking up that whole issue of the 14th Amendment, they allowed Trump to go on the ballot saying that when he signed his statement of candidacy, and that's a notarized statement by a candidate that says that they are qualified to hold the office they are seeking the board of elections said that he did not knowingly lie when he signed that statement of candidacy and that he should appear on the ballot that was the original june thirty or january 30th ruling of the state board of elections judge porter says well the board was right they can't con- they can't con- consider constitutional issues but we're a court and I can. And so she made the decision that based on the evidence and arguments in the state of Colorado, that Trump had participated in an insurrection and was disqualified from the ballot. And she said the standard of knowingly lying or not knowingly lying, there's no basis for that Illinois case law. So that, that was the basis of her decision. Of course, Colorado, one of uh, Illinois now the third state, Colorado, the uh, Democrat majority on the uh, Colorado Supreme Court, voted 4-3 to three in December uh, that uh, he should, his name should be struck from the ballot. Maine Secretary of State, who's the chief election officer in that state, uh, ruled similarly. All of that's kind of on hold because the U.S. Supreme Court they heard arguments on the Colorado case on February 8th and everybody's waiting to see what the Supreme Court does and based on those arguments uh I'm not so sure that uh, uh people who think Trump should be removed from the ballot are going to get anything out of the US Supreme Court
0: Meanwhile um you know uh, I'm sure the ballots are already printed correct
1: Right but there's uh, in in the judge's order and and you know where you saw this with the uh the homeless initiative in the city of chicago that that's still on the ballot too but that the ballots have been ordered not to be counted for that office
2: are they going to before, count anything this contest. they're going to count anything this primary rick
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know who, who knew who knew hey. uh, i mean but and, and and i should also say and, and and you know in a truly logistical sense if Trump's name is not on the ballot, okay, I just say if that happens, it has a minimal effect on his getting the nomination. Um, the, the Illinois, there's sixty-four Republican delegates to the Republican convention in Milwaukee in July. Fifty-one of them are elected, three to a congressional district. If Trump and and they're not affected by this court ruling, so at the very least, at the very worst. Trump could lose 13 at-large delegates that go to the winner of the statewide presidential preference.
2: Okay, Rick, you're smarter than me on all this, but there's something that's been bothering me with the— with, I listened to the Supreme Court arguments over the Texas case, and, uh, and what they, the justices on either side seemed to be saying was that it would be sort of uh, giving one state too much power if they could influence a national election, right, by knocking someone off the ballot. So the idea is, like, say Michigan. Now, I think one of the justices said, if Michigan knocks a candidate off, that could influence uh, who the rest of the country gets as president. That's an inordinate amount of power in one state. Did I uh, sum that up correctly?
1: No, that yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, so, and, and that to me is part of that skepticism that, okay. that we heard in these arguments. But here's my question um,
2: about here's my question mm-hmm. about that, though, Rick. So uh, I get that that they're saying you need to have sort of an equal playing field. But every state has a different playing field when it comes to who qualifies for the ballot, right? I mean, you've got to have so many signatures in Illinois, which is different in Indiana and different in California. So if you're going to hold that fair playing field, even playing field argument, at the end, it seems like the way it's applied in the beginning is wrong.
1: Well, that's right. I mean, you have a very kind of classic uh, states' rights argument here, because elections are traditionally a function of the state and it's administered by the state the state determines qualifications except for federal offices and that's kind of where this this is where things change because qualifications for federal office are what's in the constitution for president you know a citizen 35 that's it you can't you can't add more qualifications to something but you have this section three of the 14th amendment uh, regarding eligibility for office. And that kind of, you know, runs, it throws, it throws another uh, question into qualification for office. But yeah, you're absolutely right. This is, I mean, this is, you could definitely be argued as a state's rights issue because every state does it differently. As far as some states to get on the primary ballot, you don't even get signatures. You pay $10,000. You know, it's it. And so, I mean, it it, it's it's going to be very interesting to see how their decision comes out. There's also the argument that Trump's people have raised uh, that Porter rejected, that it takes an act of Congress to allow the states to do this. They also argue that uh, a president would have to be uh, impeached. Uh, or a finding of a finding on, on that level that he committed insurrection uh, for for uh, this kind of a, a ruling to, by the states to take place.
0: Will you come back and continue this conversation from time to time? Have and before I let you go, has the Trump campaign already filed the appeal?
1: Yeah, actually, they filed the appeal at eleven fifty three last night. Okay, their I, notice of appeal. I uh, I expected a, that yeah everybody did and and the bottom line and truly the the supporters of removing trump from the ballot are are, are ideally wanting to get this to the illinois supreme court because like like Colorado, the Illinois Supreme Court is uh, a majority of Democrats, five to two. Yeah, And they would rather have the imprimatur of a state Supreme Court on this kind of a ruling.
0: Thank you so much for joining us, Rick. Um, I encourage everyone to check out his article. It's on uh, and And come back. We have a lot of questions for you.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, guys.
0: Rick Pearson, Tribune chief political reporter. Steve's News, next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom.